Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome back to the Anfield Talk YouTube channel. This is a brand new TAT pod. I'm here with Mohammed. You guys know Mohammed, but how are you doing, mate? I'm good. I'm good. You, how everyone? How everyone in the in the, in the chat's good? Also, I'm good. Yeah, man. Um, international break's come and gone now, thankfully. So, um, yeah, we're back here on the channel. We'll be here every pre-match, every post-match, with other bits and pieces as well, guys. So, um, it's good to see you back, Mo. And James, who's an Everton fan, who I've done a video before when um, uh, things. What 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 video was it, James? Actually, it was um, it was when Benitez got appointed. Everton manager. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Of course it was. Um, it was when Rafa Benitez controversially made the move to um to Everton. Um and uh yeah, let's just say it wasn't a great video to film on our perspective. But uh, how are you, James? You good? I'm good, yeah. Yeah, hopefully more of a positive video than that one. Yeah, and James, obviously people people wondering, um People watching might be wondering, sorry, like Liverpool fans that aren't that don't have scarf accents, you know, there's millions of us, but to the people that are watching that um might be thinking an Everton fan that's not got the accent, do you wanna just sort of because I know you told me before and I know all about how you started supporting Everton. Do you wanna give a backstory on sort of how long you've been supporting Everton for? What made you, you know, fall in love with Everton and that kind of thing? Yeah, so um so my dad's from Liverpool and uh my granddad as well. So they were both season ticket holders and then I think I've had my season ticket for about 12 years now and started going away the last couple of years as well. So nice. I like, just got into it through that, um, but never looked back really. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, followed, followed their footsteps. Um, and obviously, as you can tell, guys, we're going to touch on the Merseyside derby. We're just briefly going to talk about the international break because I know it's boring. Um, it's absolutely terrible. But Mo, um, yeah, there's ups and downs for us. We had Darwin in there scoring goals. We had players putting in good performances. Dom Sabaslai played really well for Hungary. Uh, but it also had its downs, didn't it? Andy Robertson is now looking like he's going to be out for a, a lengthy amount of time. So, first of all, how relieved are you that club football's back? And second of all, are you a bit apprehensive about this one? Because obviously the likes of Darwin Nunes, <clears throat> who's only literally just came back today, uh, do you think that might have a part to play on, on Saturday's game? Yeah, definitely. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, 12-30 kickoffs in the last few games have been absolutely horrendous for us. I think there's like some crazy stat about how many games. I think I don't think we won a single 12 day kickoff last season actually. Uh, we didn't win any of the draw or loss, I'm pretty sure. And yeah, and so far I don't think I don't I don't think our previous 12 day kickoff we won either. I don't think so. So so they they've been they they, they haven't been good for us. It doesn't show us well and especially given the context that we do have a few South American players and Robertson being injured and being injured and it's the Merseyside Derby the whole thing, the whole thing just becomes the, all all of the conditions, all the factors going into this game don't really see us. But it is our home, which is the only thing, which is which is a massive positive. If it was away from home, I, I could as a part twelve day kickoff, absolutely horrendous. But it's our home, so that's 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 a massive positive for us. And just quickly on the Robertson thing, I'm I'm hoping that Tisimikas, I know he, he he's been playing quite well for his country recently, and I know he hasn't really had a look into this season, but I just hope he can kind of replicate that similar form that he had 
at the beginning of the 2021 season where mm. if you guys remember Robertson got injured in pre-season he came in and Simicast was excellent he got a few assists he was putting in great crosses and he was playing very well for us so I hope that Tissimikas can have that same mental mentality he had when he came in for Robertson that season, which is to just smash it and go and go really put some good performance. And if he does that, we know he can be a very competent left back at the very least. Yeah, absolutely, uh, spot on. And we'll probably get onto a bit more Simicas a bit later on when we when we discuss um, the lineups. Because obviously, if you guys have watched our previous shows before, we do like to do predictive lineups. And I think there's a bit of a conversation as to whether it will be Simicas or whether people would rather go with one of the centre backs. There, whoops, that is not the button that I meant to press. There we go. Um, there has been those sort of conversations taking place, and maybe. Um, Someone may have seen my my tweet a few weeks ago, a few days ago, actually. I said that I'd rather um, a centre-back play there because I'm not too impressed with Costa Simicast this season. Um, or not just this season, when he's played, I don't really rate him. But that debate will, will come when me and Mo pick the Liverpool team a bit later on. But James, coming to you, mate, how was the, the international break for you and the players that you have that may have played? I don't obviously follow Everton players as closely as you, but first of all, did, did many of them go out and play? And um, do you, are you in the same boat as us? Did any come back sort of missing a limb or anything? <laughs> well, we're, we're in, that's probably where we have the upper hand on you. If we've had less players go out on international. Um, obviously, Pickford played the other night for England. Amadou Anana got sent off for Belgium the other day. But um, apart from that, I'm not aware of any any injuries anyone's picked up, and we don't have any South Americans anymore since uh, Richarlison left, and Hamez and Yeri Mina. So no one's no one's coming back after playing like early Wednesday morning, like a few of your lads will have done. Exactly. Yeah. Darwin Nunes um, played against Brazil, and I think that was midnight on Sun. No, not Sunday. It was midnight on Wednesday. Or Tuesday, one of them anyway. But he came back today. Um, he came back in now in the training. Everyone is in full training apart from the players that we obviously know of, like Tiago, Bersetic, Robertson. Um, Gakpo was actually training today, which was a nice surprise. I didn't think he would be back, but he is. And um, we'll get onto that a bit later on. Um, but James, sticking with you, I want to hear about Everton's season. I want to hear about the start of the season because obviously last year um, it was looking really bleak. You know, I went to Southampton away the last day of the season and there was a bit of a party atmosphere, hoping that Everton would be going down. We didn't really have anything to play for at all. Um, so there's a few songs going around. Didn't happen. Obviously, you stayed up. Uh, and this season, let me just check. You are currently 16th, two wins from eight with one draw and five losses. So, yeah, talk about the start to the season for Everton and how do you feel like, do, do you think that that's going to have an impact in this game or is it one of them where, you know, it just might might not have any sort of impact at all? Well, it, there's sort of been two different stories, really. Our, our home record's been terrible. Um, we had some, you'd like to think, early, uh, early fixtures that looked good on paper and um, that we just, we were creating a lot of chances, but just nothing was going in i think we i think if if you looked at the xg table i know some people don't rate it but <laughs> we'd be like second on the league in the league or something um so we we lost to we lost to wolves at home we lost to fulham at home luton at home but then we bounced back against bournemouth um won three nil the other day uh that was like the last game before the break so maybe the breaks come at a bad time for us hitting a bit of form but Away from home, it's been pretty positive. Um, we won two in a week. Uh, Brentford away, 3-1. And then 
went to Villa Park on the Wednesday and won two one. And neither of them grounds are easy places to go to. And Mm-mm. that's that's where with the last few years I'd say that our waveform's been what what's been letting us down and we've been pretty good at home was this season it's totally different. So I'm kind of like I think we've got more of a chance that it's at Anfield than if you were coming to Goodison on Saturday to be honest. Oh really? Yeah. That sounds crazy. And obviously, um, James, your your last win against us was obviously at Anfield in, in the, the lockdown season. Um, and obviously that was one that we, I you know what, I, I often forget it happened, not just because it's Everton and we lost at home. That season for me was a blur, but yeah, that was the last win against us. Um, do you think Sean Dyche is going to come in and, and change your fortune and get a result? Or do you think, like, what are you hoping for in this game? And what are your expectations, like, realistically? I think, I think we need to go, we need to go one nil up. Um, I think we've, under Dyche, we've never, we've never won a game having gone one down. Mm. Um, I, I can, I mean, it, in all honesty, I can see you guys winning it, but if we were to win it, I'd say we score first half and then go pretty solid. Uh, I, c- I can see Decore scoring. Um, he's got he's got a few goals recently. He's very good at on corners and stuff like the not not winning the first ball, but it always seems to fall to him. And he's got a good strike on him. Mm. So I, I can I'd say he's our most likely scorer. But yeah, I think if if we do get a result, it'll be it'll be a, it'll be a one nil. It won't be a. It's not going to be like a three two or something. I, I could see a, a nil nil or a one all, but I'd say if you score, yeah. if you score first half, that's game over. There's been so many draws. Um, obviously, last season we we beat you two nil, but we also drew at your place. Um, so it just shows that it, both results have happened recently. Um, Mo, according to you, mate, from our side of things, the season so far, I think it's been it's been good. Lots, it's been positive. Lots of, lots of positive in terms of like performance exactly, wise. Yeah. Like the 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 feeling amongst fans is definitely positive. Even though the last two results haven't been the wins for us. The fact that the fact that we're going into international been knowing that we're in a good place and it's more just the belief, I guess. More that kind of like that kind of. It's not whereas last season where uh, where every international break or after a couple of games we've, it feels like doomsday or radical chill. That the so, social media, the the vibe around the stadium, the the the, the belief within the team, the squad, all of that is very is very much positive. And just quickly, I was going to mention the the Sean Dyche thing. Like um, Sean Dyche actually has a very very poor record against Klopp. I don't know if that actually actually come into play when it comes into the game because obviously he's with Everton now but I think other than the other than the one nil um that we lost uh, with the penalty um his only other win against Klopp was that one I don't know if you guys remember 2016 Burnley Liverpool ages ago like beginning of like uh, 20, beginning of 2016 season it was ages ago and that's 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 his only other win against Klopp so and 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 Sean Dash does tend to have a poor record against managers like Klopp and Pep, and it tends to be big scorelines as well. <laughs> uh, actually, so he, 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 like people often associate Dash with his very you know hard hard before hard to, hard to score against, but we tend to do score quite a lot. Of, we we tend we tended to score quite a lot of goals against Burnley when um, when when we played when we, when we played him um, before Everton, but. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I, de- I definitely, uh, the point James made about the Corey is a very good point because the Corey and 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 and, and even players like Onana also, these players love to um, 
go very advanced in midfield, like late runners in the box or um, getting tap-ins in the box. And that that could be quite a very weak point for us. I know I, I would, one the one negative about us this season is that we have been very leaky, very, very leaky. And it's leaky in the sense that it's not like for 90 minutes we get battered or for 90 minutes we concede those chances. It's more that lapse of concentration, that lapse in the high line or that uh, that deflection in the box or a missed corner or something like that. We tend to be, we can be very error-prone when it comes to stuff like this. And players like Dupor and Onana, they will feast on opportunities like they will feast on a good corner they will feast on a on a on a mistimed tackle in the box or somebody a ball ricocheting or something and they will score and this could be and 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 that's that's that that's where i see our biggest weak point so i definitely agree with james that if we're going to concede he probably will be to someone like onana or decore and it definitely will be a set piece or a ricochet or something like that 100 percent yeah i'd add james garner to that list as well he's been very good at pressing and winning it back high up the pitch yeah and starting yeah. chances Everton's midfield, uh, that intensity in their midfield is their biggest strength. That because they, you can talk about the rest of their plays, but that, that that midfield three gives their all every single game, and you can see it, and you can see it in the way they play. But it isn't like last season. This time we do have a different midfield. We have a very a midfield that we can all say we believe in more, even though the yeah, the number six issue is a big issue. And we will talk. We'll, I know we're going to talk about the lineup later, but. McAllister playing number six is going to be a very, very heated debate point in terms of if he actually ends up playing there or what a midfield three is. Because I think in this Everton game, when you look at when you look at where all their strengths come from, our midfield is going to be the biggest area in terms of whether we win or lose that game. So, so yeah, we'll definitely, we'll, yeah, I, I definitely think the battle is going to be in midfield. It's a cliche, but definitely against the game against Everton, when you consider all of their strengths and the intensity comes from midfield, we're going to win or lose it in midfield, hundred percent. Yeah, I think I might have um, a little drop in my collection there. So apologies if if it's lagging or anything. Um, am I all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all good. Yeah, good, good. Um, yeah, I agree. I think obviously this season we've conceded first an awful lot. And I think that's a habit that we're trying to get out of. Um, so I think obviously Everton are going to come out at us and do whatever they can to either force corners or uh, maybe long throw-ins or something like that. Um, but we've got to be confident, Mo, because like you said, we've we've seen the the good signs this season. Obviously, we're seeing some things where we we need to improve on slightly. But um, I was at the the game this game last season uh, when we won two 0 the one where the the Robertson and Pickford thing happened, and um, Gakpo got his first goal as well. Um, and that's in a season where, let's be honest, we were absolutely shocking. Um, even at home against teams like Everton and Leeds United and even like that Leicester City game that we've won. I remember coming home from that game thinking like we've won, but how sort of thing. So I'm just thinking like if you can beat them then, then surely now like if things are clicking with Dom Soboslai, um, you know, just absolutely running things from midfield, uh, we have to be confident, but obviously we can't be naive because this is a derby day. These are our, our local rivals and they are going to want to come here and do something, whether it be a draw or a win. Um, we can't take them for granted. If it was somebody like Luton or Forest or somebody coming to Anfield, then yeah, you you know would probably all be here very confident. And, and I am confident. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is we can't we can't be too confident because this is a derby day game. Like I said, they are going to come to Anfield and try and win. Um, and like you said, the intensity of their midfield um, is going to be there. So. Yeah, uh, let's get straight to the lineups then. Um, let's get into predicted lineups, and we will go with. Even though James, you are the visitors, we do like to do guests first on this channel. Um, sure, so yeah. we are going to go with the Everton team first. Is this the sort of formation, or 
Is it going to be something? Um, yeah, four four three three kind of. Yeah, that that four, that three. works. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. So what what I would say people. is that uh, I think we're in a we're in a much better position than when we last came to Anfield in terms of we had Ellis Sims starting up front. Yeah, she um, did. Because we only <laughs> had we only had two fit strikers in Neil Mope and Ellis Sims, and that Dice even said today in his press conference that. With respect to Ellis Sims, he's a uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin's in a different category to him. Um, a, a fully fit and firing Calvert Lewin's up there with one of the best strikers in the league for me. Um, so obviously it'll be it'll be Pickford in goal. Um, the full, do you want me to go for uh, what I think the lineup would be, like what I think Dyche will pick or what I pick? Just whatever you feel, mate. What what you yeah. want to see, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I go for so there would be a when we went to Villa away the other week, we went five at the back and he put Michael Keane in there, so he, he could do that, but I don't think he will. Um, so the the centre backs will be Tarkowski on the right and Jared Brathwaite on the left. Um, they've been they've been a, they've been pretty solid this year. Uh, had a very I had Bramthwaite on my um, on my FPL bench the other week, and he got six points or seven points. I was fuming. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had a good uh, good loan spell at PSV last season, and then he's come mm. in and he's he's looked very good so far, and he's getting minutes for England under twenty ones as well, which is positive. And then full fullbacks, I'd say that's the weakest area of our team. I I'd, I'd probably go Mikolenko on the left and. It's a coin toss between Patterson and Ashley Young, really. Um, I'd, I'd probably end up going Nathan Patterson, um, but both of the like, I don't think there'd be many other clubs in the Premier League that swap their fullbacks for ours. That that probably needs addressing in the summer. And then mm. the, the the midfield, you've got you've got three four very good midfielders. Um, Anana, Adrissa Gay, James Garner and Decore. But I think he'll go with what he want, went against uh, Bournemouth last time out. Uh, Amadou Anana, James Garner and Decore playing higher up behind the striker. He was, Would Anana he was supposed... Be... Uh, yeah, Anana would be yeah. the, the one sitting more, I think. And then Decore will be much more advanced, sort of playing off Calvert-Lewin, really. Um. Yeah, he didn't. He he started Adrissa Gay last week, but uh, he got he got injured in the warm up. So Anana ended up replacing him, which turned out to be like very lucky because he was one of our best players that day. Anana. Did you say Joe Garner is the other one? James Garner. James Garner. Sorry, not Joe. Oh. Right. Yeah, and then there you go. I think the front the front three sort of picks itself of uh, McNeil off the left, Calvert Lewin in the middle, and um, Jack Harrison on the right. I think Dan Juma's looked good when he's played, but he doesn't seem to. He's not the sort of traditional Daesh winger of sort of helping the fullback out as well and getting up and down. Um, and McNeil McNeil's been very good on the Daesh, and Jack Harrison scored a great goal against Bournemouth. And he it's works hard as well. Incredible goal. Incredible goal. Yeah. And I think, I think he, uh, did he score at Anfield last season? 
Jack Harrison? I think so. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, James, talk for us about this team then, where the danger zone is going to be. And obviously me and me and Mohammed haven't done ours yet, but you pretty much know, at least in the defence, what it's probably going to look like. So we're, again, on the flip side of that, where do you think you're going to target us as well? So I think I think traditionally most teams come and attack that right-hand side against Liverpool, don't they, with uh, mm. Alexander-Arnold at right-back. But Mikalenko's not really a, the sort of full-back that would be overlapping, kind of. So McNeil's got a... That'll be a good battle, I think, to see, Michelenko, uh, to see McNeil up against Alexander-Arnold. So I think we'll, the, we'll be just be trying to hit you on the break, really, and... There's a lot of energy in that midfield and Harrison, McNeil and Calvert-Lewin are very good on the break as well. So I think that that's where our chances will come from. Um, but our, our weak area is our, is our full-backs, really. I think mm-hmm. Mikalenko defended well, really well against Salah at Goodison last year and he's had some very good games against Bukayo Saka as well. So defensively he seems pretty solid and McNeil's very good at coming back and helping him on that left-hand side but I think yeah the the wide areas is where you'll get your joy I think because the, the midfield's pretty solid yeah um and Mo coming to you before we pick our teammate what in this team are you looking at which makes you think okay actually we might have to like tighten up here or there is there anything from that team that worries you I mean, I, we touched on the mid the, the midfield threat that they pose, and they pose a humongous midfield threat. I mean, like I said, Decore and Onana, especially these 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 two are players who can definitely finish in the box, and they're humongous set piece threats. And the intensity of our midfield, and I know I know Sobaslai and McAllister have overall have played fantastic for the club so far, but that number six issue in the hole is a massive issue. I mean, can you imagine if we're trying to play out the back and you have Onana and Decoria and Ghana pressing pressing our six or similar to a situation that happened at Brighton where that first 20 minutes they killed us just by the intensity of their midfield and that pressure they put on, on our midfield of McAllister. So I look at our midfield and I see humongous threats. But just away from the field, I also look at McNeil also. I mean, McNeil and Trent, I do think I do think Trent and McNeil have had some good battles in, in, in recent years. I know they actually know each other personally also. And I think McNeil can definitely be a threat for us in behind hundred percent. I think I think he he's also he doesn't he barely scores goals, but when he does score the typically good goals. And I think that one v one he possesses a very a very very good dribbling threat. And um, James mentioned also with Mikelenko, he's a fantastic fullback. Also, he, he's defensively solid, and he also poses an attacking threat also offensively. But I don't think Everton are going to have too many attacking opportunities. It's going to be on the break where they kill us. And on the break, they can get to kill us through either a misplaced pass that we do or they win the ball back high of the pitch. And if they win back on the pitch, it's very, very likely that their midfielders are going to be involved in terms of who ends up scoring or who ends up winning the ball back. So, so definitely, yeah. But overall, I look at our team and I look at the, the context we're in right now and the context Everton are in right now, and I do think we should win the game. I do think that I do think that we have enough in our first eleven to contain that team. I do think that we have enough in our team to be able to score goals against that Everton team. I don't think they're as defensively resolute as they have been in the past against us. I don't. Think, I don't think it's going to be. I don't. I don't. I, I. I look at it. I look at that team, and I think we should win. Hopefully, and and I say that considering our team also and the good moment that we're in also as well. So so definitely, yeah. Yeah, and we'll get on to 
we'll get on to our team in a moment. Um, I agree with you. Let me just put that team back on for a second, actually. Um, I think the midfield as well, when obviously Harrison's a tricky player, McNeil's a tricky player, and Calvert-Lewin, we've not really spoken on him as much as we probably should have, to be honest. I think I, I think he's right. I think when Calvert-Lewin's on it and when Calvert-Lewin's on form, he's a very scary player, and obviously he's had his injury problems and um, he's had all sorts of things going on and he's not probably played as much football as Everton fans would have hoped, but Again, from set pieces, we keep saying it from corners. I think long balls as well is going to be something they're going to look to do if we play that high line, which we obviously will. We play it every single game. Um, yeah, he, he's sort of just going to linger around the halfway line and wait for those chances. So um, I think that's where it's going to come. But again, I agree with Mo. I'm looking at that defence and I'm thinking if our forwards are on it, which they, they should be on a derby day, um, I think we should be looking to score a few goals there. Um, I'm just putting a tweet out now. Picking our starting eleven. So you can get some people in here. But yeah, um, I think we've got to be. If that's the team, I mean, uh, you did say that that's your one. So Dutch could do something different. If Dutch was going to do something different, James, what do you think it would be? The five at the I back think, thing. I th- well, I think I think Ashley Young, Ashley Young, Ashley will probably start right back. I reckon. Um, and he could play uh, Adrissa Garnagay. But he's, I was thinking that actually, yeah. He's he, he's he's very he's a very good player, um, Garnagay, winning the ball back, which could be could be good in a game like this. But I just I just think maybe that why why change the midfield if we won three 0 last week? Yeah. But he is unlucky to miss out. He he went he came up. He, he got injured in the warm-up, but I don't think it was a... I think he's fully fully back now and he's been training. So, he's well in contention to start. Um, but it would be... Yeah, it could be Michael Keane coming in and dropping one of the, one of the midfielders. Which... There we are. And, and that'd be... Yeah. I, I, it, another option he could do is put James Garner right back because he's, he's at some of his best games in an Everton shirt has been at right back and he played there when England under 21 won the Euros he was right back all tournament and he was yeah. one of England's best players I thought yeah seems a bit versatile doesn't he um, we've picked the Everton team guys now we're going to pick the Liverpool team obviously um, we can pick some spots I'm just going to pick the ones that we pretty much know are going to play Mo just to save time so obviously Virgil van Dijk is going to be the left centre back and Alexander Arnold's going to be at right back. Um, I'll leave the right centre back and the left back for now. I'll leave the DM for now. Um, we'll go with Saboslai there. Um, and then I'll just go Mo Salah. And then I think everything else is potentially up for. I, do, up for I think. Play. I think giving our options, so I think Diaz will definitely start. I think Diaz so. definitely start. Yeah, just because um, Gakpo. I don't think. Um, I don't think. Uh, Gakpo and Nunes, I think. I don't think but both of them are definitely not going to start. So, so yeah. Yeah, and if you're just tuning in, guys, before we complete this team, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the channel. Um, as you can see, there are some spots on the team that we haven't filled in yet. Please feel free to leave your comments over who you think should start at left back, in midfield, at right centre back, up front. Uh, help us out. Help us, um, yeah, make a decision, really, because it might not be as straightforward as some people think. Uh, but let's talk about the left back then, Mo. Obviously, we alluded to it at the start. Robertson's probably going to be out for a while. He was coming out with his arm in a sling, which is never a good sight. 
could hopefully look worse than what it actually is, but I've got a feeling they'll be out for a while. So that leaves the question, mate. Is it as straightforward as Costa Simicas coming in or is there going to be a twist? Typically, Klopp isn't one to make big risks like this, I don't think. I feel like if he was right back and we had a backup right back, I think he would still pick Joe Gomez just because like that, that makes sense. And I don't think we've had this situation before like where if Robertson's injured and um, normally when Robertson's injured or there's a left-back issue, we just put his in anyway. And that's what Klopp yeah. normally goes for. And in all of our... Games where Robert Hansen started the season, it's been Tissimikas in like the cup games and stuff like that. And Tissimikas also played a few preseason games. I feel like, and especially given the context that Robertson is injured, I feel like this is even more reason he will start Tissimikas just because I feel like if Tissimikas was to get overlooked when a left back is injured, I feel like that could cause humongous issues. And so I know I see people say, Jerome Cornish might start or um, should we put uh, Gomez as a left back? I feel like. I feel like with Klopp, is going to be straightforward. Isn't it? I feel like he's going to trust the and put the there. So, so yeah. I agree. I think, obviously, um, I was one of those, to be honest, saying maybe try Kwanzaa or Gomez there because Gomez did play left-back when he first came to Liverpool, if, if you remember. He, he he can play there. But I agree with you. I think Klopp will see it as Kostas is our backup left-back. Like you say, the season we went for a quad when Robertson was injured at the start, he started there and he did well. He's done... He's done well. He's been steady, but I just think the drop off and people will will criticize Robertson and disrespect Robertson so much. But I still think the drop off between Robertson and Simicas is massive. So um, I agree. I do think Simicas will start, and it's a big chance for him. It's a big opportunity. Hopefully, he absolutely smashes it. Uh, George, we'll come to your comment in a moment. Uh, yeah, we'll do that when we go to the midfield. Right centre back. Uh, obviously, Canate has been unlucky. In, in over the last few weeks slash months, uh, Matip's been starting. What do you think is going to happen in this game? Um, it's a tough, tough decision because Klopp has started Matip and he's gone for Matip throughout the whole season so far when it comes to the centre back decision. But then also, I I don't know. I, I feel like Joe Gomez has also played relatively well, in my opinion. Also, when he has played, I know he had, I know he has, I know against Brian, he wasn't amazing. Against Brian, when he came, when he was, he was absolutely awful, and he gave away the free kick, and 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 and, and was and, and Trent definitely did a good job before Trent got subbed off. So, but that's our right back. But my instinct is saying that Matip is going to start because, like I said, Klopp, I feel like he's just going to go for a continuity. And number two, also. He's just he started Matip throughout the whole season, so I, I can't see any reason as to why he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna switch out the season. And I also think that he's gonna want to keep Gomez on the bench just in case he might switch out Trent in case Trent Trent has issues. With that. I feel like he might just keep Gomez on the bench to keep Gomez fresh. So I think I think Klopp's instinct and my instinct is that he's gonna go for um, um he's gonna go for Matip at centre back hundred percent. Absolutely. And just before we come to the midfield, George says. I think Gravenberch starts with McAllister and Endo having long flights. Only one starts. Although still think Nunes will start up top with Jota and Simi left back, Matic centre back with Canati. France minutes. Um, George, do you not think Sabozlai starts then? No, he's saying that um, only McAllister and Endo have had a long flight. Right. I got yeah. you. Okay, I get you. Okay. Um, yeah, so with that... Who do you think is going to be the DM? McAllister it's, such, it's such a difficult decision because in the pre in our previous games after the international break, Klopp has started McAllister and put McAllister in anyway. 
even though even though he had a long fight that last night, I think it was the Wolves twelve day kickoff, was it? That he just put he put um he put McAllister in anyway, even though it was after a long flight. So it's such a difficult decision because he didn't play that well against Brandon in, in, at number six. It's a twelve day kickoff and he's come back from and he's come back from international duty. But this exact same scenario, Klopp still started him against Wolves. So it's such a difficult decision. And will he really risk? Will he really start Endo? He he might think Endo's even an, an even bigger risk than starting uh, than starting uh, uh, McAllister. And I don't think Gravenberch will play six. I think Gravenberch plays. He'll, he'll play. He'll play alongside the midfielder. It's such a difficult decision. Um, I'd go Endo personally. Do you know why? I think God. obviously McAllister it was his former team, and he's not really TM on his own. But I just think he was poor against Brighton and McAllister we know what he can offer we've seen it we've seen how good he can be but I I, I think George is right I think with the power and, and all of that that Anana and Decore have I think I would rather have now no matter what your opinion is on Endo if you rate him or not I would much rather have a natural DM in that situation than Alexis McAllister especially if he's going to play on his own which McAllister does for us so I would go Endo but I, you know, like you say, Klopp has started McAllister. I'll leave it up to you. What do you think? I would love McAllister to start because I think McAllister has been an Endo, <laughs> but I'm gonna go for Endo also because I feel like I feel like overall Endo is the less less risk less less riskier option. Yeah, and I think I will honestly start Garibaldi. I think Garibaldi has played well in every Liverpool game he's played so far. I think it's the perfect time for him to start because uh, McAllister McAllister is obviously international duty and. Um, Diaz Nunes also we might need someone else to also bring the intensity I feel like Garibaldi is going to be fresh he's going to be ready to go I feel like this is a very good game for him to start um, so yeah and then that's just the striker Darwin Nunes Gakpo or Diogo it's, it's I, I don't think Gakpo will start regardless I think it's going to be between Nunes or Jota but I, I, the person who made the comment made a good option about whether it could be Jota and and Nunes because that could that could honestly be a shout Rather than Klopp starting uh, Diaz at left wing, but I think I think if I'm Klopp, I'll still start Diaz at left wing. I think he's had some good games against Everton, um, um, and I'll start Nunes also. I would start Nunes against Everton, in my opinion. I think I'd be most scared of Jota starting up front because uh, he always really? seems to bag a goal against us, doesn't he? <laughs> he seems to bag a goal against everybody. He's such a such a clinical finisher, honestly. Such a clinical finisher. Yeah, he's a clever player, isn't he? So is Gakpo, to be honest. Like just very yeah. clever footballers. James, talk talk to us about that teammate. He, obviously, it's pretty stacked. Um, so there's probably a lot to unpack there. Obviously, there's a couple of players that wouldn't normally start, but yeah, what are you saying, like? Where do you think this team could hurt your team the most? What are you most scared of? Or we'll flip it as well. Do you see any weak links that you know we we spoke about before where you're thinking actually yeah we might have a chance there? Well, I think um, the the front threes or since since Klopp's been in charge, the front threes always been the most scary part. I think they score a lot of goals. The the midfield. Um, so Bosley looks like a really good player and. But I can't say I've watched much of Gravenberch or Endo. Um, so I'll be interested to see how they get on against our midfield, who you'd probably say that's our strongest position. Um, I think, yeah, the, the fullbacks, the fullbacks are who we need to target, I think. Obviously, Alexander Arnold's very good going forward, and uh, Simicast has got a decent cross in him as well. But 
I think they'll have a tough job up against McNeil and Harrison if they're both on it. Um, mm. And it'll be a, it'll, it will be a good battle, Calvert Lewin against the centre backs as well. Um, I'm, I, I just hope he's up for it. And the, no, the goalkeeper's obviously a good player, isn't he? Yeah, I mean he's he's not bad, is he, Alison Becker? Um, but I think, yeah, I, I think looking at that team that that we just put on the screen there, I I, I would be confident, and I know there's Simikas in there, and I know that there's Endo in there, and they're not everyone's cup of tea, and that's completely fine. But that's just what we're saying. Klopp could do something completely different. He could go with a centre back at left back. He could go with Gravenberch. He could go with Endo. There's, he's still got loads of options, even though players. Are um are injured, which I think is 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 the biggest improvement we've got this season. You know, we've got players that are out injured, yet we've still got options. We've still got so many different things that we can do, and I think that that is a credit to to the people that um were on board in the summer making these decisions. Um, Eric, I'm not reading out his name, uh, but we'll just call him Eric. Says knowing Klopp, it will be Jota. But the form Nunes is in, if he's fit enough, he starts unquestionably. Absolutely spot on, Eric. Um, absolutely nail on the head. I think Darwin Nunes is showing it for club and country this season that, you know, a lot of people were unfairly harsh to him last season. And I was saying it all along. I was even saying it to Liverpool fans that were writing him off. This guy has all the tools you need for a modern-day striker. He does. He's tall. He's fast. He's strong. He just needs to polish up his finishing. And I know this. even this season there's been moments where, you know, we, we've been scratching our heads thinking, how's he not scored? But there's also been clutch moments like Newcastle away where he's just come on and made a complete difference. Um, I think it's a much-approved Darwin Nunes. I think not even his goal scoring, but his all-round play, um, controlling the ball, just linking up with his teammates. I think he's just improved so much. Um, and I agree, if he's fit enough, he starts. It's just a question of whether the cramp that was reported is still, you know, playing up. But I guess we will find out. Uh, Endsman says, uh, bless up, how you doing, mate? And um, Eric also says, if we're doing the inverted system, I want Endo in the six because I don't trust Simikas to make the back three in possession. And Endo can drop into the midfield three and Simikas can fly forward up and put in crosses. Yeah, um... Endo, Mohammed. Just before we move on, um, what do you think on him? Like, there's been a lot of criticism on him, hasn't there? A lot of people again. I think it was because we obviously were trying to get Caicedo and Lavia, and going from those two players to him, it's a bit underwhelming. But yeah, what what do you think on Endo? Just before we move on, and uh, do you think if he starts in this game, he'll be up for it? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a game that's very risky to throw him into. That's why I do think that. The possibility of Klopp's time McAllister is very, very high, just because I feel like, again, I think Klopp will go, maybe go for someone that he trusts more. I think mm. he will trust, he may trust McAllister more. But assuming the end of starts, yeah, I mean, it was a weird one because we were all expecting Casado or Lavia, and both didn't come. So we, so we end then we, we ended up getting linked to Endo, and everybody's hopes and expectations kind of plummeted a little bit. But then obviously Klopp did that interview where he really, really gassed Endo extremely, extremely high, <laughs> almost to the point where, like, I was thinking, oh, how did they, this might be another coup from Liverpool or something like that. And and they gave, and the people have to, people have to remember, they gave Endo a four-year contract. That's, for Liverpool to do that, for Liverpool to give a 30-year or a four-year contract is is very, very interesting, at least to say, uh, because they wouldn't do that for other players, like Wijnaldum, for example, but then again, of course, salary, salary, salary may be a bit different, but, but yeah, they gave Endo a four-year contract, so, if you think of that four-year contract, Klopp does an interview gassing him. I think, well, 
expectations raised a little bit again. But then, like I said, and then he started playing games for us and expectations lowered again very massively for us. So it's been an up and down for Endo. I mean, his performances haven't been amazing. There hasn't, there hasn't been a performance where I feel like, wow, he was great. I think he was decent against Leicester in the in the cup. I, I, he gave, gave, I think he was decent when he played against them. I think in the other games that he came on against, yeah, not, not not so great, not so bad. I don't think he's been terrible. I guess Newcastle, he was terrible. Um, um, I, I think against Newcastle, he wasn't that good. But the other games, he's held himself in a decent level. I think Leicester, he played well. So, like I said, expectations have been very mixed with Endo. His performances have been very mixed bag also. Nothing to say that he's going to play amazing against Everton. So, I guess I guess with Endo, there's actually no actual assertive opinion you can give on him. There's nothing you can say that that that, that makes him what that makes you that makes you think that I really want Endo to play. I guess in this scenario, he almost has to start, in my opinion. But yeah. Mm. And James, just coming back to you, mate, because we're going to wrap up in a moment. Just give your your final thoughts after everything we've said, um, your predictions, and then ultimately, mate, your score prediction. What sort of game do you think it's going to be? I think it'll be. I think it all it all depends on who scores first. I think if if you score in the first twenty minutes, we could be talking two three nil. But hopefully, it, if we either get into half-time 0-0 or 1-0 up, then I can I think we'll definitely get a result. Um, because we are very good at like shutting out games. Um, I'd, but if I had to give a score prediction, I'd, I'd say one all to Corey. And I'd say Salah for Liverpool. Okay, fair enough. He, James confident that Everton are walking away with something. Um, you got. I'm, to not no, I'm not confident. Okay, fair enough. But there's no point coming on air and talking all this and saying, "Oh, yeah, I think we're going to lose." Like you, you've got to. Yeah, you've got yeah, to be positive, don't you? Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Mo, what are you saying? Same question. How do you think the game's going to pan out? Score. I think. Up? I think it's going to be a very difficult game. I don't think. I don't think it's going to be an early goal. I think both teams are going to be very like tentative of each other and very like. I, don't, I think I think one are gonna come off flying off the box, but um, flying, flying, uh, flying, flying onto the pitch and playing amazing only because of the of our conditions of our players. Um, but I'm gonna go for two 0 I think it could be very similar to that Everton at home game that we had ages ago uh, during the title race 2021-22, where Origi and Robertson scored. I feel like it might be similar to that, where I think it could definitely be new nil at halftime, maybe sub change the game or something like that. But I think I think it's gonna be a two 0 game, and I think we're gonna win it. Yeah, I agree. I think, well, I actually think Everton will score. I think they'll get a set piece or something. Um, but I think we'll win. I think it'll be 2-1, two, two yeah. I think I said 2-1. Um, I think Calvert-Lewin will get a goal from them, probably from like a corner or something. Um, I think we'll score first. I think we'll get a goal in the first 30 minutes. And then they'll equalise and then maybe we'll score a win in the second half. But it's one of them, mate, where you can see like, any any sort of result or game happening, we could we could we wouldn't be surprised if it was a, a a ball draw. We wouldn't be surprised if we blew them away. I think we'd be surprised if Everton won. No disrespect, James. But apart from that, I think anything else is on the cards. Um, so yeah, I think we've got to be positive. We've got to be up to, we've got to be confident in the team. You know, like we said before, we're in a good way. I know the last two results haven't really reflected that, but you've got to remember we were robbed against Tottenham and Brighton away. Anyone can drop points there. So um, it's not too bad. It's not disastrous. Um, I'm confident we'll win this game 2-1. And for us, I'm going to say Mo Salah. No, I'm going to say Mo Salah gets two. Why not? I think Mo Salah gets a brace on Saturday. Um, but yeah, guys, that's all we've got time for today. Keep it short and sweet. 
please make sure you smash the like button if you haven't already. Uh, check out your foot card. You can get any card that's on Ultimate Team printed out on an A3 card like this one of Kenny Dalglish. Um, you can also get yourself on there. You can get your own picture on there. You don't have to get a football player. You can get anything you want. And if you use TAT Pod at checkout, you get a cheeky 15% off. This has been Mohammed, James and Ben uh, discussing the Merseyside derby. Uh, we'll also be back on Saturday evening to react to the game, what the score or result was. So thank you, James, for jumping on. Take care, guys. No and we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.